Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Half of me was missing last week. It was yeah. sad. I'm, I was I was like a little down because Megan wasn't with me last week. So yeah, welcome was, back. Oh, well, thank you. I was a little under the weather and my brain was not functioning no. either. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's part like, of it. So... You probably did better without me than you would have with me. At least there I probably guess. would have been some laughs. Because, I guess so. I but guess what did so. she just say? <laughs> well, but that could be entertaining though too. I guess that is true. That is very, very true. <laughs> There's something about having a sharp mind on, uh, on the airwaves here of podcast world or very dull minds will make for either entertainment right. value, I'm sure. You know. So did you do anything for St. Patrick's Day? Uh, kind of. I mean... I, at least I, I might've worn a little bit of green. Nobody pinched me. <laughs> um, I didn't have any kind of green beer or Guinness. No, that didn't happen. I did, um, have a FaceTime chat with my wife, Erica, who was in Dublin. Oh, she's on the trip now? On St. Patrick's day. She's just recently returned, but she was literally in Ireland and was sending me pictures of the parade that happens in Dublin for St. Patrick's Day. So I have like one degree of separation from having an amazing St. Patrick's right. Day. So well, that's does that she's count? Not, yeah, I think so. She's not going to forget that. <laughs> right. that, is, that is great. Yeah. Um, well, I went to some friend's house for um, St. Patrick's Day and um, somebody that you know, Lil Taylor, was there. Yes. And I didn't know. I mean, I, he was building the stairs out mm-hmm. here, of course, um, at the Icon office. A couple of weeks ago, you heard like the saw blades going yes. and the nail guns popping. And, that was sure. Yeah. His company out there, but he he came to this party. Uh, he's good friends with the friends that we went to visit, and uh, he shows up with a bunch of tables, a tent, a canopy, and he made fresh fi- uh, fried fish. We had fish and chips. Wow! And let me tell you, I mean, he can do great work when it comes to construction with houses and with decking, but the food that man needs a restaurant. It was Interesting. unbelievably amazing. So we need had- to find talented people around yes. town. So the, oh, he can cook. And my, my other friend whose uh, house we were at, he had um, made Guinness stew and we made Guinness glazed meatballs, which apparently were hit. There were none left. Wow. I did not care for them. Well, it's <laughs> like, an interesting combination. I mean, meatballs are good on their own with mm-hmm. a certain kind of sauce. Guinness is good on its own with a certain kind of sauce. But, you know, you put if it all you together. Like Guinness. Yeah. I okay. think that's the thing. I'm not a big Guinness fan, and oh, it so, was yeah, tart and tangy. My wife Erica did end up going also to the Guinness plant <gasps> and had a tour, and it occurred at 10 in the morning for them, which of course On the St. package. Patrick's Day? No, no, no. It was a couple days okay, earlier, okay. but of course they give you a little half kind of like shooter shot of mm-hmm. Guinness, and she's like, "All right, it's 10:30. Went in Ireland, do Ireland right. things, and then of course her tour then had the next level." atmosphere where they took them to the bar afterwards and they had a full pint as well pre-lunch guinness why not and she's not a guinness person either but she's like i had to at least try you know yes so there's something about ireland guinness 
whiskey mm-hmm. drinking that is all part of uh, her tour. So <laughs> I may have found the, the like the best Irish whiskey I've ever had in my entire life. And I actually went and ordered two bottles online after having it. Wow. Um, yeah. My friend was up visiting his son in Boston where his son goes to school. And he went into this liquor store, I guess, and saw this really cool looking bottle. So he mm. bought it for the bottle. Mm-hmm. It's called Shanky's Whip. And it tasted like Bailey's without the cream. Wow. It was just really just yummy. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know why we're talking about drinking. Well, you brought up St. Patrick's I Day. Did. So and then I guess therefore, that's that's the, with, with... that goes hand in hand with yep. drinking. Well, well, we were talking about like voices on airwaves and voices and how like you could have a loopy person and it could be entertaining or right. you could have a very sharp person and it could be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. We have a very exciting episode today, mm-hmm. right? Because we have the voice of Winchester, Virginia on who was the voice and the co-host of Wink FM for 37 years. Yes. Um, an amazing stat just to have somebody who existed in that kind of a career for that long, had that longevity. Um, the none other than Barry Lee is with us today. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to pick his brain on all things radio, all things Winchester, and uh, get a chance to get to know him a little bit. Right. Get to interview Barry. That is... A, turn the tables. Turn the tables. You know, which beforehand he was uh, a little nervous about that. He's like, I don't like to talk about myself. <laughs> but he he does amazing. You guys will want to continue to listen to this. Don't end this episode until the very end. He has some amazing tips as well. Mm-hmm. So here is our conversation with the one and only legend of Winchester, Virginia, Barry Lee. Well, we are here with the Winchester celebrity, Barry Lee. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us with Iconic Talk. How are you, Barry? I'm fine. Thank you, Mark. Megan, thank you very, very much. Yes, yes. Thank you so much here. for being here. It's, you know, it's, it's very surreal. Yeah, your, your voice <laughs> is, is uh, very recognizable here in town. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to have you. And we want to just get started to learn about who is Barry Lee. You know, in one of the, <laughs> one of the more recent episodes you posted, you mentioned Germantown. Yes. As an elementary school. Yeah. And so I would challenge somebody to go back to Barry's podcast to, uh, to figure out which one that was where he mentioned that. But give us a little bit of a rundown of uh, you know, how you grew up, how you came to Winchester. All righty. Well, it started in a log cabin. No, it's uh, <laughs> uh, born in Washington, D.C., uh, lived in Fairfax when it was a small town until mm. uh, I was 10. My dad was with Eastern Airlines and they moved his job down to Miami, Florida. So uh, we transplanted down to South Florida and I was there for 17 years. Uh, I wanted to be a teacher, so went to the community college, Miami-Dade Community College for two years. Well, went to Hialeah High School. We lived in Hialeah. Hmm. Uh, Community college for two years and then transferred uh, to Got to plug my Florida Atlantic Owls, who are in the Sweet 16. Wow, that, um, is, big, that is cool. That is big time. Big time. Yes. I mean, first time they've ever been there. But uh, so I got my teaching degree there. And then, um, you know, when I graduated, <clears throat> 72, uh, <laughs> there, just, there just weren't that many teaching jobs yeah. available. Always thought that radio would be really neat to get into. Love listening to local radio shows, especially where they were doing... Uh, voices and comedy and stuff, but uh, you just don't break into radio in Miami, Florida. So um, when I uh, romance broke up uh, down there, I thought, well, I'm going to go back to Virginia. So I moved in with my aunt in Millwood 
and was there about a week and a half and there was a little ad in the Winchester Star that said, if you're willing to learn, we'll train you. And it was for uh, WFFD in Middletown. It was located <laughs> in the Wayside Inn. <laughs> Got the job. That was February of 77 and uh, became program director, was there for seven years. And then WINC said, hey, would you like to come do the morning show here? That was in 1984. And I was there until... 2021 when I retired. I'm curious of how you developed that morning show because back you said 84 is that when you started there? Mm -hmm. uh, 84 in Winchester. In Winchester. At, at Wink, right. Wink. And, and so what was the morning show then? Because basically disc jockey right? I mean, Oh yeah. Playing, yeah, yeah. It was live, music live and... local. Yeah. There was a lot of music a lot of news uh, news on the half hour uh, just plugging a lot of local stuff and uh, just having fun. But know? radio developed over the years. I mean, with many different personalities that became nationally known. And so... Oh, yeah, the big-time people, yeah, that made the big bucks. But local radio, you know, it's still important to, you know, do those birthdays. Uh, that's something mm -hmm. that satellite services uh, can't do and mm -hmm. syndicated shows can't do. Uh, and just staying local, being at local events. Uh, yeah, it was all about being local, chatting with the local folks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what really stands out to me. I grew up here, went to school here, and I remember in the 80s, like it was the coolest thing if Barry Lee said your name on the bus on your Aww. birthday. Aww. So I was like, I get to sit with Barry Lee today. <laughs> he said did my he, name before. Did he say your name? He has said my name. That was like the big, I mean, that was the big thing as a kid, like to be able to be on the bus and have yeah. Barry Lee say happy birthday to you. Oh, that makes me feel good. Old, but good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but how did you stay connected with the town? Like, was the town coming to you? Were you pursuing people? Like, how did you kind of have and build this, uh, almost the culture there at Wink FM for what the morning show became? I think it was, uh, I mean, you know, WINC has been around since 1941. So it already had a strong morning show uh, when Joe Pasquale left, uh, big shoes to fill there. So it already had a reputation for good news, good local involvement, community involvement, and uh, basically just stepped in and kept it light, kept it fun. Um, I had great morning partners, you know, uh, Don James, and uh, and then uh, and then later Lisa, and then Katie. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, but it was always just having a good time and, and staying local. And I think uh, they become your family. I know it sounds real syrupy, but uh, I always say that uh, I was blessed with an extended family. Mm. That, uh, and maybe you'll never meet them in person mm -hmm. or see them, but, uh, but there's that bond there. When mm -hmm. I retired, um, wow, uh, the emails I got afterwards just talking about what it meant to be there every morning there was one that stood out to me that really got to me. Uh, this guy said, um, you know, he said, uh, you know, all the stuff you did, chain of checks, community involvement. But he said, just being there every morning, he said, uh, I was a single dad going through a tough time with my son. And he said, uh, you don't know what it meant. Just, uh, you know, whether you shared a little chuckle of some sort or a little joke or just something warm and fuzzy. But uh, he says, it got us through some tough mornings. And he said, uh, now fast forward, he said, my son's an adult that lives, I forget what state. He said, I texted him this morning saying that you were retiring. And he said he cried. And I just Aww. like, oh, man, made me cry. <laughs> but you do build uh, an incredible bond. Uh, I had, I had uh, there was a couple of occasions where somebody would ask me if, uh, you know, they said, my girlfriend's 
riding to work with me and I want to propose, would you do it on the air for me, you know? And we had a couple of those, uh, attended one of them's wedding. Wow. Uh, listeners, I've uh, been to their funerals. Um, they are family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's this, and we experience this with a podcast too. People feel like they, they know you. Oh, yeah. There is this, yeah. there's this relationship component that happens with a Absolutely. voice that comes through the airwaves on any given time. So you almost have to have that sensitivity when you bump into people oh, yeah. on yeah. the street. Yeah, they, they feel like, uh, you know, you're thinking like, I have no idea who this is, but <laughs> they know you yeah. and, and you just... Uh, you know, you know that they're a listener and that uh, that you're connected, and so you're happy to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I loved how engaging it was because just listening, um, even as an adult, like take my hat. Um, two of my sons were in the jazz band at Sharando, so it's a zero period, so they had to be at school at six fifty, six forty in the Oof. morning. So we were getting up early, riding to school, and the, we'd always hear like the was it the morning mind the morning mind bender. I was just going to say six forty. Yeah, yeah, you were so right the, there. So we're all in the car, and then of course it gets us talking because we're all trying to guess what the morning mind bender is. And so I mean, it's not just you know people calling in, but it's also the people that are in the cars or at their homes that are listening that are engaging in conversations Absolutely. between each other's because of it. Good, good mm-hmm. point, man. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good point. Yeah, y- you mentioned chain of checks. Um, talk us through how that came about. What what you helped um, to build with that program? Um, have always had a soft spot uh, for nonprofits. At one point, thought about maybe going into the ministry, and uh, but always thought that uh, you know, and was brought up to, to think of uh, of serving others. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, I'd been at WINC for two years, and I remember I was out cutting wood one evening and uh, just thought of the idea of, you know, there's that connection with listeners. How about if we have listeners send a Christmas card and we decorate the studio? And it's sort of a tangible connection mm-hmm. between them and us. And uh, and then I thought, well, take it even further. What if they put a buck, a $1 check or a buck in that uh, card, and then we give it to charity? And we chose CCAP for uh, uh, blankets and heating oil, I think. Uh, and... Um, so I got permission, obviously, from the owners of the station, the Lewis family. Uh, it's their airwaves. I came up with this uh, this idea, and uh, the program director, okay, let's do this. So that first year, we raised 2800 bucks, <laughs> um, and then it just kept growing and growing, and it became a tradition. So uh, after 37 campaigns, uh, it evolved into a radiothon. Uh, in some mm-hmm. of the later years where people would come by the station or call in, we had volunteers on the phones and, uh, we'd have match days with, uh, sponsors, great sponsors, uh, throughout the years. And we raised a lot of money and, uh, would choose a different charity each year or charities. And then in 20, I believe it was 14, uh, we realized that, uh, you know, one of our general managers said, you know, this thing needs to sort of be on its own because one day he says, Barry, you're going to die one day. <laughs> and uh, even though it was your idea and everything, it, but one day, uh, and who knows, radio station could be sold. This mm-hmm. needs to become its own entity. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we uh, came under the umbrella of the Community Foundation, Northern mm-hmm. Shenandoah Valley. They became our fiscal agent. And uh, man, what a blessing. Uh, we continued to have some radio thons. And then sure enough, the station was sold in 2021. Right. And we uh, 
thanks to some generous donors and people that had the foresight, we started an endowment. And so Chain of Checks uh, now has an endowment that grows, and it's to the point where we'll probably be able to give away at least one $5,000 grant hmm. forever, hmm. you know, and then uh, still do fundraising. I, I, I still sort of head up a committee. Uh, uh, the Community Foundation has a review committee. They do all the uh, the applications online. And by the way, that's coming up uh, pretty soon. So nonprofits, check it out at the Community Foundation, NS, uh, cfnsv.org. Good. And... Um, Anyway, uh, so they take care of the application process online. They have a review committee that selects, you know, the uh, the different charities, and uh, they do an incredible job. And uh, so, two years ago, when we went to a grant process, we gave away four five thousand dollar grants. And this past year, we gave away five five thousand dollar grants. So, chain of checks is alive and well. And to this point, we are over 1.9 million bucks since the wow. beginning. Oh, that's awesome! Wow, yeah, it's now, pretty incredible. What uh, are the what typically are the grants going towards? We told the review committee that we would like to focus on general human needs. So whether it's mental health, physical health, hmm. um, uh, food, housing, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, some of the basic human needs. And uh, but there's so many different uh, endowments and funds under the community foundation. If you wanted to give to something that supports, you know, animals or uh, college uh, uh, scholarships, things like that. So uh, the review committee, we gave them those parameters of you know what falls under human needs, and they review it and. Uh, they do a great job. That's great. And it all stays local. Mm-hmm. All stays local. Yeah. yeah. Winchester, Frederick, Clark, and Warren. That's amazing. And yeah. that started, what, in uh, 1986? Is that when Chain of Checks started? Yeah, 86. And at some point in time, weren't they in the mall at Christmas yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to uh, have a match day, and uh, we would go to the mall, and we had a, uh, at, sometimes we had a storefront, uh, other times we had a kiosk, and uh, yeah, people would just file into the mall all day or, mm-hmm. or all month, you know, for the longest time. Yeah, the mall was a great partner. Hmm. Well, you mentioned, yes, you did retire, but you're not done working. You know, so you retired no. out of out of the the morning show and Wink FM and, and all that in 2021. One. Yeah, yeah. They sold the station to uh, Metro and they moved the operation to Northern Virginia. Uh, I'm not real fond of commuting my commute was 25 minutes as it yeah. was i live out in the country yeah. and i thought nah to add another now nah, I, I said uh, you know it's time it's time you know i was uh, i was 71 at the time so i thought yeah it's time and uh, but i always thought podcasting would be sort of a fun thing to go mm-hmm. into you mm-hmm. still get the yak and uh, you still get to uh, stay connected to the community and i like doing interviews talking to people so it's been a good fit it's been it's you know it's worked out well so tell us about that podcast what what should people look out for if they don't know? Uh, it's Breakfast with Barry Lee, and you can uh, listen wherever you pick up your podcast, or you can listen right from the website, breakfastwithbarrylee.com. And uh, at first, I thought, what I'll do is make it a five-minute daily show, sort of like a radio show without commercials mm-hmm. and without music, mm-hmm. uh, and still doing local stuff, fun little stories, and I love telling stories and building pictures with words. And... Um, Anyway, uh, sometimes those interviews went a little longer, like when I interviewed my 99-year-old uncle who was a, uh, a navigator on a World War II bomber that, that got hit with flak. And uh, so, you know, that 
had to share that story and um, make that one go a little longer. But go back and the, look for that one. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, it was uh, <laughs> wow. incredible, incredible story of survival. But uh, and then uh, I don't know, sort of got away from uh, you know beating people over the head with it every day, and so mm-hmm. now it's down to once a week, mm-hmm. a little bit longer, but uh, uh, still, you know, within the realm of uh, easy to listen to. Uh, some fun things, little trivia. I still mm-hmm. do. Uh, instead of a mind bender, I called it the brain buster, mm-hmm. and we start off each show with that. And uh, and you get to, what you were saying, Megan, yeah. is that uh, even though people aren't calling in, the biggest majority are listening in their car or at mm-hmm. home and playing along. So I give them three choices, so they get to play along. And I hear from people saying, uh, "Oh yeah, you know, when we get home, you know, somebody at the dinner table will bring up the question, you know, and we try to answer it." But the neat thing about the podcast, the way technology is, is that uh, from my little humble cabin in the woods. Uh, I mean, I've got listeners in Germany that, that communicate with me. I got an email from a guy in Japan who used to live in Northern Virginia, listened to the radio show, and he says, I found your podcast, and I live outside Tokyo. And, and uh, <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. Yeah, and people in England. And, and, uh, but it's just amazing with the technology that anybody in the world can connect That's with. That's what's so made it so great. Go ahead. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, no, it, it makes it really cool because the way that technology has changed, that it is on demand. That a radio yep. show is live and you can't really go back. Exactly. And, and mm-hmm. so this is something that has evolved that you have the ability of communicating with many more people almost because there is this level of they can just pick and choose which episode they want exactly. to listen to. The podcast movement, I feel like everybody has one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah they pretty much do, yeah. But it, it is a, it's a platform that exists that is new that it's not going to replace radio, but it's just given an alternative alternative for yeah. people to to catch up on information mm-hmm. to hear from different people to learn different things there's so many opportunities of like what podcasts can do so yeah, it's I, funny you were just saying that you know you start out with like just a local podcast but your very breakfast with barry lee is global it's a global <laughs> podcast it's global yeah we want to get there one you day you can put that in your tagline yeah <laughs> we'll get there eventually uh, well it's talking about just the, the evolution of t- the times um what have you seen over the years that has changed that you know is a is a positive or even a negative in the industry that you're the radio or media industry yeah. uh sadly uh more and more radio stations are going to uh uh syndication so there's Mm -hmm. fewer i think live morning shows Mm -hmm. uh and and i understand i mean you know economic times especially during the pandemic it was tough for radio stations and uh um but even before that um you could do what they call voice tracking so uh a radio station maybe they have uh, a market uh in uh, in new york and louisiana and texas and they can take one team of announcers and you know, with the technology uh, uh, and the computer programs and so forth, uh, they can feed them the local announcements, the local weather, um, the music and everything's already built in. And, you know, that one team of announcers or that one announcer could do a couple of couple of markets. So it cuts down on the job availability, mm-hmm. which is sort of sad. Um, but there are still, there are still, you know, stations that do good local broadcasts and so there's always going to be a need you're not going to get rich unless you become you know like the big big guys uh, and gals that uh, that you know make it big but uh 
Man, you talk about uh, you talk about rewarding and, and fun, but I would say uh, that uh, yeah, getting away from that, that. It's sad that there's fewer live morning shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, not morning, but just live radio. Live, live radio. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, but if there is somebody out there who's listening to us right now and they're thinking about getting into the industry, you know, what tips do you have? I mean. Obviously, you know, they can go to the Winchester Star and look for an ad like you did years ago and say... I was just looking for a job. <laughs> looking but, for a job. But yeah. if there's somebody who wants to get into that world or even the podcasting world, what advice do you have to people? Um, I would say I would still pursue a, a degree in communications, maybe throw some marketing in there too. And definitely, and this is where, you know, I know what buttons to push and how to make things work. But as far as... Uh, how they work or what to do when something goes wrong. I depend upon my wife. She's my IT person. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a good plug right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, but, um, yeah, pursuing something in communications, but definitely in, uh, um, in the, uh, in, in the, uh, what's the, word? um, digital technology, mm. things oh, like right. that. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely, and I'm sure that that's been incorporated into, uh, into, into the programs. It's helpful to know a little bit about everything as you get into a a career like this. Yeah. Because you're going to be called upon. uh, That's, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, with fewer and fewer people being employed, uh, you know, radio stations need somebody to do our webpage as well as do the, Mm -hmm. the midday show as well as, you know, doing, putting commercials together. Um, when I was, uh, uh, the program director at WFFV in Middletown, we started uh, with Warren County High School, we started a uh, student broadcasting club. Hmm. And uh, so the kids would come over on a Saturday morning to the station. I'd show them how to use the equipment. We used vinyl records back then. They would write up their scripts and so forth. And uh, there were some of those students that went on into broadcasting. And one guy, Roger Smith, uh, went on to become, uh, you know, the head guy at the uh, radio station there at George Mason University. Hmm. Oh, wow. Still there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, so it's, it's more than just having a good voice. It's, it's understanding a little bit about the behind the scenes of how things work uh, and be being able genuine. to... Being genuine. That's, that's being important. Being genuine. Being real. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a typical radio voice. You know, not like some of these big booming voices, but uh, I think the fact that uh, if you can poke fun at yourself and just be real and 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 identify with the listeners and just things that they identify with, that uh, you know, you've got a you've got a breakfast buddy. Well, see, you say that, but it's funny because, like, to me, your voice is radio. Like, oh, and well. especially like to most of the people. I mean, I gr- basically grew up here. I've been in this area since I was in first grade, maybe, and I'm in my. Okay. I mean, you can tell by the gray hair. I'm not, not that young anymore, but, um, just like even our generation and just people that know you, that's what radio sounds like. That's the radio station that locally we all listen to because it came in, you know, an hour and a half down the road, down 81, you could get all the way to Northern Virginia, listening to it. You could have that station on and you never Mm -hmm. had to change it. And that was awesome. So it was just, I mean, you were radio, like your voice is the radio voice. But oh, I, I love the tip, though, being genuine. There's something about the authenticity that comes through. Being real, and listeners know. Without even yeah. seeing somebody's you know, face and the facial expressions, there's a voice in the inflections that you're able to give and the, the genuine component, I think, is, is valuable. And I Absolutely. think people will catch mm-hmm. up on that. Absolutely. And they won't listen. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably also why people feel like they know you. 
because when you are genuine and you're having conversations with people, when you've been on the radio or your podcasts, you're just, you're talking. And because you're genuine with what you say, people feel like they've gotten to know you. They do. They do. And it's a, it's a neat feeling to, uh, to sort of be included in the family. (laughs) Yep. Well, we like to have our guests answer a couple of what we call iconic questions here. So we're going to put you on the spot. Uh First answer that comes to your mind, um, to these questions and you know, you might show your favoritism for a few of these, but the first one, just what do you like about your neighborhood, where you live? I'm in the woods surrounded by a creek. That's amazing. Yeah. I've always, uh, ever since I saw the movie Jeremiah Johnson in 1974, and I thought, yeah, if I go back to Virginia one day, I'm going to live in a log cabin by a creek. And you talk about visualizing what you want. <laughs> right. I used to sit in my office in downtown Miami when I worked in the, uh, social work, and I would fantasize about a log cabin by a creek, and it came true. And it turns out that uh, that log cabin had been my grandparents' summer home. So No kidding. Yeah, it was just meant to be. Full circle. Yeah. Love it. Second question. All right. What is your favorite local restaurant? Oh, gosh. Um... Oh, gosh. We don't eat out a whole lot. But, uh, you know, I would say, oh, man, <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. So say, you don't uh, want to show favoritism. That's the thing. I know. You know? I know. There's, there's three. Oh, gosh. You can say three. Can I say three? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we do a lot of takeout. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, uh, aromas yes. right around the corner. Oh, yes. We love their chicken bowls. Yep. My, and my too. wife works for Shenandoah University, and so she'll say, I'm bringing aromas home, and I, yeah, yes. Winning. Yep. And then uh, Italian Touch in Middletown, yep. and uh, and also uh, there's a Chinese uh, uh, restaurant, uh, the, uh, oh gosh, uh, Great Wall in uh, in uh, Strasbourg, Great, uh, Great Wall Chinese restaurant. Nice. Oh, is that the one Love over it. by the Food Lion? Yes, indeed. Yeah. I've seen it, I don't know how many times, and I always wondered, so I'll have to try that out. And they deliver? Uh, no, no, I'm, they don't I'm close enough to I drive down you, and, yeah, exactly. and, uh, and pick it up. But, uh, those are three good options. I don't think we've ever had those answers on. No, we have not. Before. Well done. That's, those are tough. Well, they're, they're tough close to, think to where I live. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Third question and final one here. What do you think makes the Winchester area so special? People without a doubt. I don't know how it happens that, I mean, besides the architecture and, and the history, but somehow People that have a volunteer spirit just seem to be funneled here. Whether they come from other areas, they get involved, and they're just so generous. They have such huge hearts. I mean, how does Chain of Checks, how does that just keep giving and giving? It's Mm. the people. Mm -hmm. It's the people that give. They have big, big hearts, and they're so involved with nonprofits. I've had people that uh, have moved here from other cities and say, you know, I've lived in cities that were much bigger than Winchester. I've never seen so many nonprofit organizations and everything. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we take care of those in need. And uh, that's what I think I'm proudest of mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. It is a great town. And I love that answer. Uh, it's, you're, you're right. I mean, there's something about the town, the location, but it's about the people who live here that make yeah. it special. So we love it. Thank you, Barry, for being on our podcast You made this easy. We, <laughs> we do the best we can. We, we roll out the red carpet for people like you. So thank you so much for coming in. And again, just tell us what, what we want people to, to know about you. One final plug, Breakfast with Barry Lee. Where can they find that? Just what else can they yeah, do just, to get in touch with you? If you just go to the website, breakfastwithbarrylee.com, 
uh, right at the very top when you go there, it says, listen now, you touch that and it'll take you to uh, that day's that day's podcast and then uh, they're archived. Perfect. Below, below that. We'll put it on our links as well. So you can Thank find you. them on the talk. Thanks again, Barry. Thank you both. Right. We really appreciate you. it. Well, that was amazing. Thanks to Barry Lee for mm-hmm. joining us in our Iconic Talk studios and chatting with us. I, I learned a lot. What do you think, Megan? I, I'm like, You're blah, speechless. Blah, blah, like, yes. I, I mean, it was the coolest thing. To be honest, that's like the closest I've really come. Like, to me, that was meeting a celebrity today. That was just <laughs> super cool. He is. I mean, there's something about what he didn't elaborate enough about of just the relational component that people feel and have a connection with him right. specifically here in town locally because i mean you add it up i mean that's how many days i mean 37 years of just being on right. the airwaves you know with those weekday shows and and people have that connection and well and that's just wink fm what he said seven years prior to that he was yeah. in um, middletown mm-hmm. so i mean yep. 44 years on our local airwaves i mean it's you just... learned something from from him and yes. that experience so i think we have a lot to learn of what he's done as well so it was it was a great i just i really enjoyed spending the time with him he really is just a a good person it was a joy talking to him and getting to learn a little bit of history about himself and how he got yeah. into the business and kind of how he you know decided to take the time to retire and but he's not technically out of the business no. because podcasts are just the modern version of radio he really keeps going so yeah. he's got his own podcast now and I, I love that what he started with the chain of checks that yep. tradition just what it's turned into and what 1.9 million dollars yeah, it's a lot they've been able From to 2800 raise 2800 just the very first year yeah that's and a, to turn around and just give all that back to the community and with the endowment that's just gonna keep giving and yeah. giving and giving i mean it's that's you can see his passion for the community right? passion for helping other people passion for and i love his tip of just the relationship component of mm-hmm. uh of just you have to care for people and you can tell he does. Um, and he and I interacted at the Winchester Rescue Mission event um, a couple months ago, um, where he was the MC and the host for that. And the Winchester Rescue Mission does great work in town as well. So he supports. He's still active in the community, right. which is which is great. Um, knowing that he cares about the community mm-hmm. from that sense. So, well, and, and on a just a fun note, I did get a new restaurant out of talking to him. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> down in Strasbourg, because with Molly down there, it's one practice all the time. Learning stuff. I'm every having day. to sit and wait, so I'll have we'll be able to just go out to dinner while we're waiting on her. Get your try Chinese food. Get yes. your Chinese. There it is, and a Roma Deli. You can't go wrong oh, with that. It's the best. Well, tell us what's happening locally for us to promote for this week and weekend. Now, this is cool because we did talk about this um, previously. We've got the Harlem Globetrotters. tonight. Yep, the 2023 World Tour. um, That's coming out tonight from 6 to 9. Tickets are between $25 and $75 at Shenandoah University. Mm -hmm. So that's super exciting. There's also a pan-fried oyster dinner. That's on Saturday at 4.30. It's from the Startanery Fire um, and Rescue Department. Um, That's $18 for oysters, $15 for fried chickens, and there's all kinds of different yummy sides. Sounds amazing. We've also got the Cottontail Easter Market. That is Saturday from 11 to 4 on the 25th at Jim Barnett Park. There's going to be vendors, free bunny photos, bunny ears, face painting, kids crafting, balloons, animals, all kinds of fun stuff and music. Mm -hmm. So if you've got little kids, this would probably be a great great thing to go to. 
too, and especially it's free. Great. Um, also, a kick up the dust cash party and silent auction that's going to be at the Winchester Moose. Um, it's going to be fifty dollars a ticket, and the tickets uh, can be purchased online to benefit the Laurel Center. Cool. Well, let's let's hope the rain holds off. You know, that would be yes. Get the weather to to play nice for us this weekend, and we'll see what happens. Right. But yeah, this is uh, a, a great episode to earmark and star for all the rest of um, our other ones. I, I love all of our episodes, but today is definitely special. So thanks again to Barry Lee for being on our show. Thanks again for joining us in today's episode of Iconic Talk. We really hoped you learned something from today's episode. Look forward to sharing you more with you next week. And you know, next week, by the way, we have another celebrity coming in. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking all things Apple Blossom yep. next week. So be on the lookout for a big wig. Yes. Big shot executive kind of director of the Apple Blossom Festival. So when you look for your real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. We can be found on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. And we'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Yep. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simeon Vitalia. Until next time, think iconic. Iconic.